This is the Truth Hurts Program. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. It is Wednesday, December the 7th, 2022. Today is the 81st anniversary of the worst attack on United States soil to ever occur. I'm not talking about the World Trade Center disaster. I'm not even talking about the Joe Biden fake election. On Sunday morning, December 7th, 1941, the United States was watching the rest of the world as it went to war in what has become known as World War II. We were not involved. We were staying home, minding our own businesses, trying desperately to recover from the Great Depression. On December 7, 1941, the Japanese Prime Minister, the Emperor Hirohito, decided, you know what? We're bold, we're ballsy. Let's go screw with the USA and get them involved directly in this war. Now, they did not come and invade the United States mainland because they knew that average, everyday American citizens were likely armed, at the very least with shotguns or hunting rifles, and many had handguns. Many made and reloaded their own ammunition. Guns were very popular in American homes since the dawn of our country for hunting, for self-defense, and, of course, guaranteed by the Second Amendment to the U.S. Constitution in our Bill of Rights that the right to keep and bear arms given to us by God himself, actually, shall not be infringed by the government. In other words, this is a right you all have. You have the right to defend yourself. You have the right to keep and to bear arms, not just to keep the Japanese from invading, but to keep your own government from doing dastardly things to you, like forcing soldiers to be quartered in your homes during wartime. Many, many of our rights granted to us by our Creator were simply guaranteed in writing in the first ten amendments to our United States Constitution, commonly known as your Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights did not grant the rights to you. They simply affirmed those rights. They simply guaranteed them in writing. They simply codified them in law. On Sunday morning, December 7th, 1941, the Japanese did not come and invade Georgia, California, Arizona, New York, Maine, Louisiana, Kansas, North Dakota. They did a cowardly attack by air while many U.S. service people were attending church services, worshiping our God. The Imperial Japanese Navy Air Service attacked the neutral country known as the United States of America at Naval Station Pearl Harbor near Honolulu, Hawaii, immediately and instantly killing 2,403 Americans and injuring 1,178 others. The attack on Pearl Harbor sank four U.S. Navy battleships and damaged four others. 
It also damaged three cruisers, three destroyers, and one mine layer. The U.S. lost 188 aircraft and saw damage to another 159 of our aircraft stationed there at the Naval Station Pearl Harbor. In the aftermath, Canada declared war on Japan within a couple of hours of the attack on Pearl Harbor, the first nation in the West to do so. The next day, on December 8th, the U.S. declared war on Japan and reluctantly entered World War II on the side of the Allies, the European Allies. In a speech to Congress, then-President Franklin Delano Roosevelt called the bombing of Pearl Harbor a date which will live in infamy. There were no conspiracy theories thought up. There was no, oh, let's see, we blew up the World Trade Center to get rid of secrets. No, this was out and out an attack by a foreign military on our U.S. service people. Today, if you know someone, and there are very, very few left remaining, if you know someone who served in our military during World War II, if you know any of the, I think there were three left maybe, survivors of the Pearl Harbor disaster, please take a moment of your day to pay tribute to them. And also, pay tribute to any current active or retired military personnel that you might know, people who served our nation honorably and were discharged honorably. Pearl Harbor Day. You can't say happy Pearl Harbor Day because there was not a damn thing happy about that day. This is the Truth Hurts program and I just have lots and lots to talk about but I wanted to take a moment to discuss Pearl Harbor Day with you all and remind you what was going on. Other things in the news that you might want to be worried about. Joe Biden has been raked over the coals for dismissing a visit to our border. He's facing increasing vicious criticism after saying he had, quote, more important things to do, unquote, in Arizona than to visit the border. He was right there in Arizona, boys and girls. Oh, no, no. But Joe Biden, when questioned about why he didn't go to the border, he had this piss-poor excuse for you. Visit the border, because there's more important thing going on. They're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise. Now, that audio is a little bit hard to hear because the background noise of Marine One, the official presidential helicopter, was, was prevalent in the background. Peter Ducey from Fox News asked the president, if you're going to Arizona, why aren't you going to go visit the border? To which Mr. Gropey Joe Biden replied... He has more important things to do. They're launching a $40 billion enterprise. Not the Starship Enterprise. No, not a new aircraft carrier enterprise. Nope. What was more important than visiting the border to see the disaster that he himself, Joe Biden, has created and perpetuated for two years now? Ah, the dedication of a chip manufacturing plant. Oh, boy. Chip Roy is a Republican House of Representatives member of Congress, and he hails from Texas. He lambasted the president for never having visited the southern border in comments he made to the Fox News Channel on Tuesday. He's never been to the border, 
How the hell would he know? It's sure something that's pretty critically important to the people of Texas and, frankly, to the immigrants that are getting abused and dying. 53 in a tractor trailer in San Antonio. People getting raped in stash houses in South Texas. Republicans on Capitol Hill and the Border Patrol Union raked the president over the coals for his comments, saying he's not doing his job. He's burying his head in the sand. The crisis at the U.S.-Mexico border has only grown more severe under Biden's administration, with more border crossings breaking records in the past several months. The continued lambasting of the president by Chip Roy from Texas says, quote, or how about the 72,000 people who died from fentanyl last year? The moms that I have to talk to every day who's lost a loved one because fentanyl is pouring over our border because he, Biden, refuses to secure the southern border. And you know, poking his head in the sand isn't actually going to be enough because he's going to have to do something about it. No, Joe Biden would rather be visiting an ice cream parlor for the eighth or ninth or tenth time. Or he'd rather go hobnob with the executives of this chip manufacturer. And I wonder how much of a kickback or a payoff he's getting from the people involved in that venture. Just asking a question, not accusing anyone. Don't want to get sued. I'm just wondering, you know, they say Joe Biden gets 10% of anything he's involved in. His own son has said that, 10%, the big guy. National Border Patrol Council President Brandon Judd echoed Chip Roy's tones saying Biden cares more about politics than our children. Nothing is more important than the safety and security of the American people, but to President Biden, it is an afterthought. With a record number of people and drugs, including deadly fentanyl, crossing our border illegally and evading apprehension, it is apparent Biden cares more about politics than our children, friends, and neighbors. Biden's record clearly proves he cares about politics, not about doing his job of protecting American lives. So Biden went to Arizona yesterday to visit Taiwan's TSMC computer chip manufacturing facility in the state. Meanwhile, the U.S. has seen record levels of illegal immigration throughout the Biden administration. U.S. Customs and Border Protection reported another 230,000 border encounters in October alone an all-time monthly record that broke the previous record set just a month before in September. September data revealed that the fiscal year of 2022 ended with 2,378,944 migrant encounters, meaning that's just the ones we caught. It's the highest ever recorded in a single fiscal year, and that figure does not include the 600,000 known gotaways that Customs and Border Protection sources told Fox News evaded capture over the same period. 599,000 is what they claim. It's more like another 5 million. The Biden administration has repeatedly sought to dismiss these border surges as a yearly pattern. While the southern border has seen a pattern of increases in migration during springtime months, the surges since Biden took office have far outpaced previous years and have only escalated more and more this year. 
The White House, of course, is firing back at critics of Joe Biden, saying that a border visit would just be a political stunt. They fired back from the White House at critics attacking gropey Joe Biden for saying he had more important things to do in Arizona than to visit the U.S.-Mexico border because he is in Arizona to visit that Taiwan-owned chip manufacturing facility and to continue his lie of celebrating efforts to fix the supply chain for the key resource known as computer chips. This is what the clowns at the White House had to say. The president was clear that his top priority is investing in the American economy and in American communities and outcompeting China and bringing back American jobs from overseas. Fox News had an analysis which showed the economy is the top issue for most Americans, and it should be the top priority. But guess what? Biden still will not take the blame for Biden's inflation, Biden's recession, Biden's empty shelves, Biden's supply chain crisis, which all happened on Biden's watch. But what's even scarier about this is Joe Biden is in charge of the U.S. Border Patrol, P-A-T-R-O-L. When Biden said he had more important things to do in response to a question why he wasn't visiting the southern border, he says, quote, tell that to border control. He's an idiot. Joe Biden can't even pronounce the name of the agency that he is in charge of. Tell that to border control. The Border Patrol Union reacted to the news. They made a comparison to the president visiting an ice cream shop. They wrote, Visiting an ice cream shop, very important. Visiting our border, where illegal immigration, deaths, escapes, and fentanyl smuggling set new records nonstop with thousands dying as a result, not important. Dan Crenshaw is a Republican representative from Texas, and he listed several concerns about the southern border security and the lack thereof, he said that doesn't even land on Biden's priority list. But when all is said and done, tomorrow morning, Biden will not even remember having gone to Arizona. I had to chuckle this morning reading the New York Post, an opinion posted by their editorial board yesterday afternoon, read, the media and White House have come down with a bad case of Hunter Biden. What is happening? It's frankly, it's not healthy. That was a direct quote from White House Press Secretary, the little gay black girl, Karine Jean-Pierre, on Twitter's releasing internal documents on why it censored the Hunter Biden laptop story. Symptoms of Hunter Biden include a drop in poll numbers and close examinations of your financial mingling of your son's foreign business dealings with your political career. There is no vaccine for Hunter Biden. Those at risk for Hunter Biden include those over the age of 80, those easily confused, and chronic liars. Please wear a mask to avoid transmitting Hunter Biden on television, radio, or asking uncomfortable questions of press secretaries. Journalists are realizing the laptop is confirmed and that the Hunter Biden individual traded on his father's name those stories have now been confirmed. Never mix Hunter Biden with MSNBC or left-wing Twitter. 
Ask your spin doctor if questions about Hunter Biden persist. Abnormal behaviors include denials, falsehoods, fairy tales, and sweeping claims like, I never spoke to Hunter Biden about his business. Do not take Hunter Biden if you're allergic to Hunter Biden. Remember, Hunter Biden is not healthy. Certainly not if you're a president who has managed to dodge hard questions about Hunter Biden for more than two years. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA and are not intended to treat, cure, or cause laughter for anyone exposed to Hunter Biden. Thanks to the New York Post editorial board for their contribution to this wonderful story. Thinking about getting an electric car? You might not want to move to Tennessee, especially if you already own one. Electric vehicle owners in the state of Tennessee could soon see the tripling of a fee imposed on electric vehicles when registering their cars. Republican Tennessee Governor Bill Lee is considering raising the fee that electric vehicle owners pay each year, tripling it as part of a plan to help fund the state's proposed transportation infrastructure bill. Lee said he will not raise the gasoline tax or add fully tolled roads. He says, we want to make sure there's a fair fee for everyone, noting that EV owners do not pay gasoline taxes that help fund the state highway and road maintenance upon which those electric vehicles operate. He says, we'll figure out what the number is and we'll move forward. Yes, it's only fair and equitable that electric vehicle owners have to pay just like gasoline-powered and diesel-powered vehicle owners. The Tennessee Transportation Commissioner said the proposed $300 annual fee for electric vehicle owners would equate to the gasoline tax that non-EV drivers pay each year. There's nothing I think more fair than people paying for what they use. If they're using the roads and the bridges and the highways, then electric vehicle owners need to pay their fair share. If you need a definition of fair share, you should consult Barack Hussein Barry Sotero Obama because he wanted to spread the wealth around, remember? Governor Lee's push to improve Tennessee's infrastructure includes a five-year building plan of about $1.7 billion and plans to increase the Transportation Department workers' pay. This follows a national push to address our crumbling infrastructure. Joe Biden signed that lie known as the $1.2 trillion Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act one year ago. And it included a little bit of increased funding for roads and bridges and broadband expansion and a whole lot for a bunch of pet fluff projects that we may never see any benefit from. This is the Truth Hurts program. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Throwing down that Christmas cheer for all to hear. Yes. Yes, my friends, we have to stay in the Christmas spirit. If you weren't laughing at the Biden administration, you're likely crying. Speaking of Biden, he made 59 trips to Delaware since becoming president. He's made eight stops for ice cream, but yet... He's right there in Arizona and doesn't have the time or think that our border crisis is important. Such a shame, isn't it? 
I think I will continue my Biden bashing. The Daily Mail's Caitlin Carell is a U.S. political reporter for the Daily Mail. She says, Nano, no, no, I don't know. Biden struggles to explain semiconductor chips in a speech in Phoenix, Arizona. We were talking about Joe Biden's trip to Arizona, where he refused to go and visit the crisis at our southern border because he knows he'll be called out for his lack of caring. The great octogenarian puppet went down to Arizona to talk about semiconductors, you know, microchips. They're about three nanometers in size. But he spent the day brushing over his fumbled, mumbled, and bumbled words, trying to brush those aside with jokes. He said, quote, They will construct second fab here face to build chips, three nano chips, three nano chip, chips that are three nano any you know you know what I'm saying. No. We don't know what you're saying, Joe Biden. Nano, no, no, I, I don't know, the 80-year-old added as he tried to laugh off his slip-up. He made his remarks during a visit to a new computer chip plant in Arizona where he supposedly celebrated job growth under his presidency as speculation continues to swirl over when or if he will announce his intentions for a re-election try. He has staked his legacy in large part on major investments in technology and infrastructure that were approved by Congress. The president maintains that the factory jobs fostered by $52 billion in semiconductor investments and another $200 billion for scientific research will somehow revive the suffering middle class who are having to deal with Joe Biden's inflation, Joe Biden's recession, Joe Biden's supply chain crisis and empty shelves, not to mention his high crime and his anti-police sentiment. He said, quote, What I'm most excited about is people start to feel a sense of optimism as they see the impact of the achievements in their own lives. It's going to accelerate in the months ahead and it's part of a broad story about the economy we're building that works for everyone. What? He's battling 40-year high inflation, exceptionally high fuel prices. Most Americans are left feeling as if the country's economic prospects are bleak. But yet the stupider half of America keeps voting for the same clowns in the Democratic Party. The Republicans have a good attack line against Biden for not meeting the basic needs of American families. But for some reason, whether it's election fraud or cheating or misinformation, disinformation, cover-ups, whatever, we just can't seem to win an election in the Republican Party. Republican Arizona Governor Doug Ducey attended this event, as did his newly elected Democratic successor, Katie Hobbs who is currently Arizona's Secretary of State. Do you think the new governor gives a damn about the illegal trespassing criminal migrants? If she does, she'll never, ever speak about it. 
With his head in the sand, Joe Biden refused to go to the border to see the crisis he created. Such a shame. And this is the Truth Hurts program. You might also recall that Joe Biden was responsible for the disastrous withdrawal of American troops from the democracy known as Afghanistan. 13 American service people died needlessly in a Saigon-like last moment withdrawal, showing helicopters plucking people off of the embassy roof, just like it happened in the fall of Saigon. We handed over a democracy, Joe Biden did, to the Taliban, a terrorist organization, a global terrorist organization, just handed them the keys, along with hundreds of millions, if not hundreds of billions of dollars in U.S. technology, weaponry, equipment, ammunition, and supplies. According to the BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation, a Taliban spokesperson said a man named Tajmir was killed at a crowded sports stadium in the southwestern Farah province after he allegedly confessed to committing a murder. Dozens of the group's leaders, including top ministers in their government, attended the public hanging. They hung him by the neck with a noose. Oh, Bubba Wallace must be going crazy. No, he wasn't a black man. It wasn't an African-American. So it's okay to hang people that aren't Negro of race? It's only been a couple of weeks since judges were instructed to now enforce fully the Sharia law by the Taliban. Their supreme leader issued the edict last month ordering judges to impose punishments, including public executions, public amputations, and stonings. So Joe Biden gave Afghanistan back to the Taliban, turned the country over to the Taliban, and now they're tying nooses and hanging people. That would enrage black folks if that were happening in America. They're stoning homosexuals, transgenders, queers, fags, lesbians, gays, whatever you want to call them. They're being stoned in public. And I'm not saying they're handed a joint and made to smoke it. No, they're having stones thrown at their heads and bodies until they are dead, dead, dead in the public square. If you get caught stealing, they cut off your hand and they cut off your eating hand. And if you don't know what that is, they don't have public plumbing running flush toilets like we have here in civilized America. They crap in a hole in the ground, then they stick one hand in a bucket of water and they splash their ass cheeks with it to clean themselves after defecating. People over there know you have a wiping hand and an eating hand. And if you get caught stealing, the Taliban cuts off your eating hand so that you are now having to wipe your ass and eat with the same remaining hand. This militant Islamist group promised to pursue a softer version of the harsh rule that characterized their previous stint in power, which came to an end in 2001. But this execution, which the Taliban said took place today, marks a return to the extreme interpretation of Sharia law. If you're gay, if you're lesbian, if you're a homosexual, a queer, a transgender, 
one of the alphabet crowd, I suggest you don't go to Afghanistan. While the group has been carrying out public floggings of late, they say that a dozen people in a crowded football stadium in Logar province last month were publicly beaten. A towel-head-wearing Taliban spokesperson said the execution was attended by several of their Supreme Court justices, military personnel, senior ministers, including the Justice, Foreign, and Interior Ministers. And to make matters worse, before the execution, public notice was issued publicizing the event and asking, quote, all citizens to join us in the sports field, unquote. Taliban came to the mother of the murdered man and begged her to forgive the infidel, insisting that forgiving the man in the sake of God should be done. But the mother said, I told them the man must be executed and must be buried the same as he did to my son. She added, this could be a lesson to other people. If you did not execute him, he would commit other crimes in the future. Hmm. Maybe she has a point. Instead of allowing our convicted criminals out early so they could go commit yet another crime, perhaps the Taliban is on the right track after all. But that's a story for another day, and I've run out of time for this edition to the Truth Hurts program. Go out there and make it a great day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. I apologize if you were offended, but I retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program was pre-recorded. Music